Hey, writers, you're listening to the Pages and Platforms podcast with book marketing and mindset coach, Sue Campbell. Hey, writers, Sue Campbell here. I hope you're safe, well, and sane. This week on the podcast, I'm delighted to pass the mic to my colleague, Sorry Grid certified editor, Anne Hawley. Anne is going to talk to us today about inciting incidents in scenes. One of the more mind-blowing tricks that Anne can pull off, and Rochelle too, my other editing colleague Rochelle, is showing writers exactly what it takes to transform a scene from not working to riveting. They've turned on the light bulb for me personally, and they've done it for their one-to-one clients. They did it earlier this year at our From Writer to Author workshop. And now we are super excited because they're going to be bringing it to all comers in a workshop we're holding at Pages and Platforms, an online workshop, of course. Um, May 12th through 14th will be the Pages and Platforms scene workshop. So if you're interested in checking that out, you want to visit pagesandplatforms.com forward slash scene workshop. In the meantime, Anne's going to spill it about what makes a fantastic inciting incident and why you need one. Hello, everybody. This is Anne Hawley, and I'm here to talk to you today about inciting incidents. First of all, we have to talk about scenes. The scene is story's basic building block. Every novelist, memoirist, screenwriter, and playwright needs to understand the scene. Even nonfiction writers can use this fundamental knowledge to build a compelling narrative. So what is a scene? For novelists and memoirists, a scene roughly equates to a chapter. Yes, there are exceptions, and we'll talk about those in a bit. For screenwriters and playwrights, the definition is different and a bit more technical, but generally, a scene is a unit of story in which all five essential story elements are present in order. These five essential elements are an inciting incident, a turning point, a climax, a crisis, and a resolution. Is there any such thing as a scene without the five essential elements? Nope, not by our working definition. If you have a section of story where a character isn't incited to action by some event or circumstance and then doesn't face obstacles that force a choice, what you've got is either description or exposition or possibly meandering dialogue. A scene can include description and exposition and maybe a little meandering dialogue, but if that's all there is, it's not yet a scene. So today we're going to talk about the first essential element, the inciting incident. The verb to incite is figuratively to rouse, urge, encourage, or stimulate, and it comes from the Latin incitare, to put into rapid motion. So let's bear that in mind. What is the inciting incident? The inciting incident is an event or circumstance that causes the character in the scene to move, change, take action, do something. It can be causal, that is, an action taken deliberately by a character in the story. For instance, the villain detonates a bomb, the lover brings a bouquet to the beloved, or the schoolmistress shames the pupil in front of her classmates. Or it can be coincidental, a natural event. For instance, a tornado touches down, a father is killed by a sudden stroke, or a global pandemic cancels your conference. 
So why is the inciting incident important? Stories are about change. Big action stories have protagonists who face fear, come close to death, and then win and live. Stories with a quieter, more internally driven theme show a character having a change of heart or a shift in worldview. Either way, if there's no change, there's no story. If the tornado doesn't touch down in Kansas, Dorothy won't be forced to deal with getting home from Oz. If George Bailey's dad doesn't have that fatal stroke, George will never stay in Bedford Falls and learn that, indeed, it's a wonderful life. If the global pandemic doesn't cancel your conference, you aren't forced to learn more about working with video, and you never become that huge surprise influencer. Well, it turns out that what's true at the level of the whole global story is also true for every scene. Every scene is a little mini-story with an identifiable beginning, middle, and end. Every scene causes a character to shift and change. And that means every scene needs an inciting incident. Does the inciting incident need to be the very first thing in the scene? No. In fact, if every scene you write opens on an inciting incident, it will be monotonous or tiring for the reader. You may need a sentence or two, even a paragraph or two, to set up the inciting incident. You may need a transition from the previous scene, especially if time has elapsed or the setting has changed. But, quote, before long, unquote, which is a unit of measure that's going to vary with your style, your story type, and where we are within the story, before long, the inciting incident must happen. Does the inciting incident have to be on the page? Oddly enough, no, it doesn't. There are cases, and they're not common, where it can be implied or in subtext. Let's say, for instance, you have a character driving towards an unsuspected roadblock on their way home. That character's decision to get in the car and head home might be seen as the inciting incident that makes encountering the roadblock possible, and that getting in the car, closing the door, turning on the ignition, and pulling out of the garage probably isn't something you want in this story. Generally, however, something has caused the character to move, and you should make it clear to the reader what that something, that inciting incident, is. Can the inciting incident carry over from a previous chapter? Sure, a chapter isn't necessarily a scene. A chapter is really more of a typographical convention than an actual unit of story. It was designed to break up what would otherwise have been a massive wall of text for the reader and to give the reader a place to start and stop. In the heyday of serial novels published in periodicals, think Charles Dickens, the chapter was the weekly installment. The serial chapter often ended on a cliffhanger, that is, at the crisis or the climax of a scene rather than at the actual end of the scene, so that readers would eagerly buy next week's magazine. So a chapter can contain more than one short scene, and it can contain a partial scene and end on a cliffhanger to keep the reader turning those pages. But a scene is still a scene, complete with all five essential elements beginning with the inciting incident, regardless of where you decide to put the chapter break. Do you really need to create a new inciting incident for every scene? Yes. Every scene requires change, and every change must be incited by something that flows from the previous scene. If your character is just coasting along on the momentum of a previous inciting incident, it's not a new scene, it's just a scene that probably needs some cutting. But remember, an inciting incident at the scene-by-scene -scene level doesn't have to be a tornado or the death of a parent. The alarm clock going off sets your character in motion from sleep to waking. The traffic light turning red foils your character's pursuit of the suspect and forces them to take a right turn instead. An incoming email may require immediate action. 
running into an old acquaintance on the street sets a new friendship in motion. Now, for some inciting incident practice. Pull a novel from your bookshelf or your Kindle and flip through till you see a clear scene break. It's usually a new chapter, sometimes a double space or a symbol like three asterisks. Read the scene. Identify the main character. Try to see how that character's condition has changed from the beginning of the scene to the end. Keep in mind that the change can be in the physical, the mental, or the emotional realm, or any combination of the three. Does the character go from free to imprisoned? From hungry to fed? From calm to angry? From disregarded to recognized? From conscious to unconscious? Well to ill? Broke to funded? Whole to injured? There are almost infinite possibilities, so trust your gut and take a guess. Then ask yourself, what caused that character in that scene to change state? The cause can be big and obvious or so subtle that it barely seems to be there. Again, trust your instincts. It's okay to be wrong here. In fact, quite often there is no absolutely right answer. Once in a while, even in a published professional novel, there will be a flaccid scene that doesn't actually work, that doesn't have enough movement, that is a non-working scene. Maybe you'll find one, and if you do, let us know. We'll be curious to see it. This is an exercise in developing your nose for inciting incidents in scenes so that you can be sure your own scenes always contain this first of the five essential elements. We'll deeply explore the other four essential elements in our upcoming scene workshop on May 12, 13, and 14, 2020. It'll be three 90-minute sessions that will have you writing better scenes for the rest of your life. Learn more at pagesandplatforms.com slash scene workshop. That's pagesandplatforms.com slash scene workshop, and we would love to see you there. 